The envelope, please. Yes. Padarabha. Let's take a look at page Mem uh, Gimel. And we'll be on the uh, left column, second paragraph. As Leah and the other Imahos give birth to different Shvatim, so the Psukim you know, records what they were thinking about about that particular name. Batikra Eshemo Yehuda, and she called his name Yehuda. And the Pasuk says there, Hapam Odes Hashem. She says, This time now I shall give thanks to Hashem. Vakol Echad mi Yisroel, Nikra Yehudi Alshema. All of the Jewish people are called Yehudi, what we call a Jew by the name of Yehuda. So it's interesting that of all the Shvatim, the one Shevet by which we are called as a people, Jews, from the Shevet Yehuda, that's the one. Ki Shemohu al-Shem Shevach v'hodaya. The name of Yehuda is about praise to Hashem and thanks to Hashem. Kamoshakasu hapa'am oda es Hashem. As it says, this time I shall give thanks to Hashem. So our name is about giving thanks and about gratitude and appreciation. That's the name of the Jewish people comes from that. Hey, Bert. So why don't we use that and call somebody else the Torah? Why aren't we all banner Well, we are Yehudim. We are Jews. Right. You, you then have your own personal name. Our collective name is that we are Yehudi, we are, we are Jews, I bet. You can't call somebody that, that's general. You have to call him by his specific name. Right, but we said this is special to Hashem, this is a name that Hashem gave all of us. No, I'm saying we're called by that. Why, why are we called Jews? As a group. As a group. Right, how come we're so not we called Ben's for Benjamin or, you know, <laughs> or Shibs? Or, <laughs> or, you know, that's what he's saying. Why are we not called? Why are we called Jews, Yehudim? Okay. Or even, even we're not even, we're not often called. Pardon me. And we're not as Israelites. Also, we're called, but right. not as often. The children of Israel. Yeah. We're yeah. called that too. But, uh, that's but more often after it's Yaakov. More often. It's yeah, we're more, mostly referred to as, as Jews, as, Jews right. as opposed to any of the other spots. Right. So he says the reason that's the case is because the name Yehuda and Yehudi, Jew, is a name that refers to gratitude and appreciation and thanks. And that is essential to being a Jew. Shakol Yehudi Tzorich Ladas, Shakol Ma Shahu Lokeach, Hare Ze Yoser Mimashemagiela. Says every Jew must know that that which he takes, that which he receives, is even more than that which he truly has coming to him. There's always a measure of gratitude that we have to have because we're getting more than we deserve. Yehuda Pirish Rashizal, Natalti Yoser Mechalki. That's when when Leah says, according to Rashi, I have taken more than my portion. Right? Because if each of the four Imahos would have had uh, equal shvatim, that they each would have had three. Once she had four, then Leah perceived 
I got more than my chelik. I got more than really my lot. So Yoser Michalki, and that, that's the name of Yehuda, recognizing and giving thanks that I have more than I thought I had coming to me. Hainu Zehu Yoser Michalko Hamagiyalo, even more than his portion which comes to him. Now I had a thought about this regarding Moda'ani in the morning, because here we are, we called Yehudim, Jews, the very first word that we say when we wake up every morning is modet, which is the same shorish as Yehuda, Toda, thanks. The very first word we thank, uh, we give, we, we enunciate is modet. And it's brought down in the, in the Chazal that we're saying there, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I sent my neshama up to you last night and it was sullied by the Averas I did yesterday and you didn't really have to give it back to me. Right? You could have kept my soul and nonetheless you cleansed it and you gave it back to me so each day we're being moda to Hashem that he has given us something over and above our lot and we begin our our day as a Jew with the word moda reflecting who we are and cleansed right every day is a refreshing every day the neshama is brought back cleansed each day that's right that doesn't mean that you, your goof was that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how sullied you are. <laughs> okay. Well, that doesn't mean my goof. Exactly. Um, I have a serious question yes, about my goof. I was at last week, I was at a Yakikala learning last Thursday, right. Thanksgiving Day, and Rabbi Speed Goldberg was talking about, he was giving a hashkafa, he was talking about the fact that when a person dies, if they haven't fulfilled their, their intended potential, then they come back right. in a way, in the shape of a what a you, gilgal. A gilgal. And sometimes when people, when children, the question is, why do uh, you know later on if a child dies at an early age? Aspishalom. That means they had, they just in their prior life, so they say they didn't fulfill one potential, and so they had to come back. Is but that similar it's a, idea? It's a, it's a possibility, or that's one of the we don't. We don't really truly understand those things, but it's a possibility that there was just a little bit more of a tikkun that needed to be made, mm -hmm. and it was accomplished by just you know a few short short years of life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's our name, Yehuda, Jews, uh, giving thanks to Hashem for our lot and recognizing that we have we are given more than perhaps we really deserve. Yes, Chaim Luna. Totally off the topic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just struck me. I think most of us assume that our great 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 grandmother was either Rachel or Leah. We assume, but could very well be it was the other. Bilha or Zilpa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And until you just said it, I couldn't remember Bilha or Zilpa, but in fact, one of them may be my great 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 grandmother. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, at the same time, because they were the Shafachas of Leah and Rachel, there's an attachment between the children of Bilha to Rachel and the children of Zilpa to Leah. Because there is that idea being built through them. Like Rachel said to Yaakov, I'm not having children, so let me be built through my Shafa, through Bilha. So it's true that in terms of biologically, we could go back to Bilha or Zilpa, and they were also 
great women. All four of them were very great women. But there's still a connection between them and Leah and Rafa. So in a sense, we go back to <coughs> Leah and Rafa also, yeah. Yeah, John. Uh, uh, I know in, 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 in Esther, uh, uh, Mordechai is, is referred to, even though he's from Benyamin, he's referred to as Ishihudi, yeah. but is, is it, does it often happen in, in, in Nach that the uh, Jews are referred to? Or is it uh, in I, Nach, I think it, it generally they talk about people being from a particular shape, but right. it's, it's only until... Yeah, until I don't Dallas. know where it starts. Certainly in Megillah, we're called, we're called Yehudim. La Yehudim Haisar of the Simcha comes from the Megillah. As far as before that, I don't know um, so what we actually earned that. So there's something title. to being identified not by ourselves but by others as those who are thankful. Yeah. Right. Sometimes, sometimes the best descriptions come from somebody else. <laughs> from somebody with an external perspective. Avon, you had a comment before? Uh, yeah. You know the. Um, what Howard was saying, there's a little bit of scientific proof to that, which yeah. is interesting, that in um, that Jews have a higher match rate, I guess, for uh, for leukemia, for bone marrow donors, than any other ethnic group. They find more matches and closer matches among Jews. Right. Yeah, and I think that has to do, I mean, this, what Howard said, that's really kind of like, you know, well, the, the scientific evidence bears it out, so there has to be you know, some type of relationship between people that are unrelated, and this could be the relationship. So, another, because you might you'd say that there's been a family line fairly consistent throughout history going back to the same people, so it's a more of a, it's a tighter group right. all the way throughout the centuries. Right. That's an interesting thing. Okay, looks like it's uh, clicking there, I think. Yeah, right? that's right. All right, you got it going? Yeah, she she threw me one curve, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're going to mess with me, I'm going to figure you out, right? Just look at it. Is this a separate microphone? That's a, it's a separate recorder. Oh, okay. This is a press conference here. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's the name Yehuda and the name Yehudi that we all have as Jews, uh, giving thanks to Hashem. Now, the next one is also on the same page, um, page Mem Gimel. Yes, Ellen? I happen to just skim one and it reminds me of a question. Yeah. The, on, in the first column on that page, Tahine Be'er Vesadeh. I'm going to do that one. We're going to do that one? Yeah, I have that one marked here, so let's, let's hold on for a minute, okay? Okay, now the next one is Vayichar Ach Yaakov Barachel. The very next uh, uh, paragraph in the left column. So it says, And Yaakov becomes angry with Rachel. So she says, You know, I don't have any kids. And then Yaakov says to her, you know, this is, this is from Hashem. Am I in place of God that can grant you children or not? It's only Hashem who can do that. So the Kiddush makes this very interesting observation. We don't find in the Torah this expression of of anger by Avraham or by Yitzhak. You only find Vayichar with Yaakov. You do find later with Moshe. But as far as the Avos, you don't find Vayichar af with Avraham or Yitzhak. So Hakpoda here means to be angry about something, to be particular and to be angry about something. 
Rak Eitzel Yaakov Nemar Vayichar Av Yaakov O Vayichar Liyakov Vayorev Beloved Later on it says Yaakov is angry and he quarrels with Levin Similar word, Vayichar, same word So this is his comment on that Virak Yechide Segula Yodim Mosai Mutter Lahakbid Only very special, unique people know when it is permissible to become upset I guess we're all very special and unique people, right? <laughs> <laughs> and those people who know exactly when it's, per- it's permissible, they're allowed to be, per- to be makbid and to be particular and angry about something. Yaakov knew this secret. Yaakov knew when getting angry was appropriate and he could express it. And that's why it's specifically mentioned by him, because he had that koach to know. So I find it so interesting, because Yaakov was so patient. So he was there with Lavan for 20 years, and they didn't ha- have it out until the end. You know, he was so patient. And it wasn't like, so someone would say, well, he finally just exploded. You know, no, not at all. He knew that that was the right time, and that was the right place. And he was so knowing in that, that this was the time that he could express his anger to Lavan. And not before that, despite everything he went through, this was the time that he could do that. Josh? So what, what, okay, Yaakov expressed that to Rachel when Rachel complained about not having kids. Right. Now Rivka complained about not having kids to Yitzchak. Right, but it doesn't say he got angry. It doesn't have any, I understand that. Does, right. does, does it say any word that expresses an emotional response? Uh, not that I remember. I have to look at the psuki there to really to be 100%. And, and by, by sorrow, it doesn't say anything. I mean, uh-uh. He didn't even complain. So right. This, this, uh, and she becomes upset with Avram, you know, sorrow does, you know, over Hagar. Over Hagar, right. but not over her own. No, not about her children, but about Hagar. But you don't find that Avraham, um, as expressed in the Torah, becomes upset with sorrow over that. <coughs> it's Rabbi Porter was saying last Friday night that the, there's an opinion by by Abraham with his meat of Chesed that he didn't even doesn't say that he even or the Midrash doesn't say that he even Daven specifically for children the way it says by Yitzchak. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but the meta of uh, and the, 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 the characteristic of a voda is that you're not uh, settled with what you've got in Yudavan because you want to change things. And I don't know, by 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 Yaakov, I'm sure he he was macabre of that, but also you know Zoda, you know, also to change. Okay. Uh, but but anger. Hello. I have a few related questions. Is the word cost to your knowledge in the Torah for anger? Or is that a I want to say that it is, but I am hard-pressed to, to tell you where. I'm, I'm right. wondering, so what's behind that is, I'm wondering what's the difference between Bayikar and, and, and Kaz. Yeah, I don't know. And here's a but thought that right. comes to my mind for, that perhaps explains right. this. Uh, 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 that it seems to me that there is very rarely in human experience a a kind of expression of, uh, that looks like anger um, that's very forceful and maybe very loud, but is not really rooted in anger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, it's not a you know it's not a losing one's temper. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a, you know it's an expression, expression. kind of forceful. Right. And I'm wondering if perhaps the term "vayikarat," the double, the two words, mm -hmm. suggest that to me that there's two separate emotions, and uh, that's mm -hmm. just a thought. Interesting that's thought. I'm wondering. About. Interesting thought. Now the Rambam writes and others say Musser that even if a person that he talks about in the context of a parent, that even if a person realizes that they have to display anger, let's say, to a child about something, but they're not supposed to be angry. Right. That they're supposed to display it in order to get the point across, but it's not really supposed to be them. And I wonder then if perhaps there's a similar idea of Harona right. and Kas. It's an interesting distinction you make. Anymore. Right, yeah. Howard, do you have a comment before? Um, a witticism, but I'll let it. Witticism, okay. <laughs> you think the yichar is related to bechira? Uh, I mean, it's, it's you choose to express. Uh, I guess it's possible. I don't know for sure. There's no. He said like bechira, yeah. Although there's no base there, but you know, charonaf is really related to the nose, because when a person gets angry, then their nostrils flare. That's what that word say. Charonaf, yeah. Okay. Now we'll just go back onto the previous column on uh, the second paragraph. Vihine ve'er basada vayogel es ha'evet. So Yaakov is traveling and he gets to a uh, a field and there's a well there and there are three um, flocks of sheep that are there and Yaakov says, how come you guys are you know hanging around here? And they say, because we have to have everybody present in order to get the stone off the well. And then Rachel comes and Yaakov summons his great strength and he rolls it off of the well. Do you think there yes. was, do you think there was uh, a nace that you needed uh, just so many men and he, it, it takes only Yaakov to do that? that it it was either a nace yeah. or, or else it was just Somebody his tremendous co-op that he had. I don't know if it was a nace or not. I don't know. Well, it's possible. There's a tradition of strength in the Bnei Yisrael over and above, and there's a medrash about uh, the Menashe um, Ephraim coming and grabbing right. one of the sons and saying, only only one of the Bnei Yaakov could have a stri the strength like this. Yeah, when Yehuda recognizes when, when they're there in front of Paro, in front of Yosef, not knowing he's Yosef. And when he realizes the power of Menashe, he becomes suspect that that only belongs to the children of Israel. That's right. Before he yeah. approaches Israel. Right, right. So, so it could so be just, just, you know, the, this, the, these, these other guys at the well are the 99-pound <laughs> weaklings. <laughs> the spiritual weaklings. But here, of course, they had a physical uh, manifestation. Also, my shirt was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was motivated. Uh, Torah. What is a well? As often as the case, Torah. Be'er Mayim Chaim, a well of living water. Ve'evin Gedola, what is the large stone on top of the Torah? Zeh HaYesahara. Very first of the Yesahara, which we are always having to try and move off and out of the way so we can express our Torah. Umisha Yeshbo Midas Yaakov, Midas Ha'emes, Titen Emes Yaakov. A person who has the quality of Yaakov, which is the quality of Emes, of truth, as it says, Titen Emes Yaakov, Yochol Liglo Zeh. 
one is able to roll away, to remove this heavy stone, the Yetzir Hara, which kind of plugs up the well of Torah that's within it. So the first thing that Pidusha Harim says is it is truth. The meter of truth and honesty which enables a person to roll away the Yetzir Hara. That's one. Then he says something else. V'chein, likewise, ba'asifa, in a group, in a gathering. Yecholin gamkein liglozeh. You can roll away the Yetzir Hara. As it says in the Torah, what did they respond to him? All of the flocks have to gather together and then we can remove the stone. So there's two messages in the Torah that Rim is right. How do you get rid of the Yetzirahara? One is with even the power is within the power of one person through the Mita of Emes. The other is, okay, I can't do it by myself, but if we bring all of us together into a group, and help each other, then we can roll away the Yetzir Then the third one is V'chein Shabbos, and also Shabbos is like that as well, and now we know where the Svah Semis gets his Shabbos Torahs from. Right, come right from the Chidur Shehera. Right. <laughs> Shehu HaMitzvah. earlier, in the next one. <laughs> right. Shehu HaMitzvah and Kol Yisrael B'yachad. He says Shabbos is a mitzvah that the Jewish people do together. That's a beautiful concept when you think about Shabbos, that we are celebrating that mitzvah together. Now, what's Shabbos when you're by yourself? Now, granted, you can keep Shabbos by yourself, you have to keep Shabbos by yourself, but the koach of Shabbos is coming together with people and uh, keeping it in that way. Kamosh Kasuv, as it says in the paragraph from the Navi Yeshaya about Shabbos, V'ha'achaltiha naflas Yaakov avicha, and I will give for you to eat the inheritance of Yaakov, your father. In Perkeyavos, it enumerates a number of things that were created very late Friday afternoon in the time of Bereshus, and one of the things that was created is the mouth of the well, the mouth of this place. Now, that is really referring to the Be'er of Miriam, according to the Mephorshim. But he's understanding that to mean the well of Torah. That the well of Torah and its, its opening, its mouth, was created going into Shabbos, because it's the power of Shabbos that helps the person access that well. And that's what it means, its mouth was created, Erev Shabbos, Benash Mashas. As it says in the Zohar, and when we say this in Nusuf Sfarad, Friday Night Davening, that we all come together and unite in the secret of Echad, in the secret of one. So Shabbos is a coming together. And then what happens, it says later, all din, all harsh judgment is removed. So that's the concept. Now, he doesn't mention it, but just another connection is that the Gemara says that even an Amma Oritz is afraid to lie on Shabbos. Because there's a certain power on Shabbos that it has that a person who's not learned still knows it at Shabbos and will not lie on Shabbos. So, Lechora, Shabbos has the power of both, coming together as a group and also the power of Emmet. He said both of those things help a person to take away the Yetzir Hara. I think it was the Chidusha Arim just by the way, who said, but maybe a different safer, I'm not sure, 
that being that the Gemara says that and Amoritz is not afraid to lie on Shabbos, is afraid to lie on Shabbos, he said, look at the level of an Amoritz in the time of the Gemara. <laughs> Because we're now, you even have learned people who are not necessarily like, like that, right? And that Gemara connects the, the, really the two ideas because it's TK and Emmet. Like yeah, right? yes, right. Like, the, like the Shabbos has the power to make an individual uh, on the level of a Yaakov. It's possible that you could say that the Piha Be'er, of course God created the Torah, that it wasn't until Be'er Shmashos that that he provided an opening, the opening for right. us to get into. Yeah, I think that's what he means. You know, that that opening to access Torah is right as Shabbos begins. Because that's the co-op of coming together at Shabbos. But, uh, we usually think of that as mere as well. So. Yeah, yeah, he learned it uh, differently. Can we do the next one? Um, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> because I um, don't want to do something I didn't look at first. I have a question. Okay, I'll read it, um, and we'll see how it goes. <coughs> and there was a well in the field. B'shem ha'arizal, the arizal writes, ki Shabbos nikra sada. Shabbos is called a field. There's also an Indian, you know, from the Tamire ha'arizal, and the Ariha Kaddish used to go out into the field on a Friday night and welcome the Shabbos. As it says, let us go out to the field, referring to Shabbos. This world is considered to be a midbor, a desolate place, a desert. Where you can't recognize the hand of God, God's hashkach. It's very hard to perceive that in this very thick physical world. The Shabbos nikre sada. The Shabbos, however, is called a field, which is different than a midbor. What's the difference? Haru'uya lizria, because a field is plantable. You can plant and you can cultivate in a field. That means it's ready to grow something, whereas a desert is desolate. Shenisorer koach hapnimis, that the power of the inner nature of things is awakened on Shabbos, and you're able to then cultivate that field. So Shabbos is soda. This is a place I can plant. I can get something out of it. Nakuda chiyus mehashem ispara. It contains a point or a concentration of life from God. Because of this special quality of Shabbos, it can be seeded and it can render its crop. Great, nice thought. Very beautiful. The question I had on it. Yes, sir. The word sadeh is a word that's used in connection with Yitzchak Avinu and Mnesa. Yitzchak says, L'suach the sadeh, Ba'esa, it says, U'ish sadeh. Right. So, certainly we can reflect on the qualities of Yitzchak Avinu that are like Shabbos, but I'm wondering, you know, where conceptually is there a parallel between, a shaykhist between Esav and Shabbos? Because if, in this, in this thought, that's my, question. 
I wonder if it's in, you know, the idea that you know, some of the forums say that Yitzchak Avinu, you know, he perceived Esau's strength. And he was trying to channel that strength into Kedusha. Some say that's why he wanted to give Esau the Brahma, so he could take all of that, that passion that was misdirected and to direct it toward Torah. He had a tremendous amount of strength. So I wonder if that's the idea, you know, just as a possibility. It's teaching us for a person to take their strengths and then to put them into a, a proper and a constructive boundary, which is Shabbos. So you take, so to speak, the Esav, that co-op which is rough and um, not properly directed, and try and channel it into the Shabbos Kodesh. It's just a thought that crosses my mind. Well, I'd seen something that said that, uh, that with Yitzhak's goal was he, he knew that to do what had to be done in the world, both parts were needed. Asaph was needed in his physical strength and his ability to do things. And the spiritual power was coming from Yaakov. He was well aware, you know, he wasn't cool. He was really just trying to make Asaph connect to Yaakov in such a way that he would do the physical whatever had to be done physically mm -hmm. to take the world mm -hmm. and get control of it right. and let Yaakov finish the job spiritually. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say, and so we're still trying to figure out a way to channel his strength at the right right point in time. Very good. Not change it, not credit. Right. Channel it. Yes, absolutely. And that, that Parsha, <coughs> Parsha where Yitzchak tells Esau, who's really Yaakov, it says, say let's go out to the field. So maybe if it was a Yaakov hearing it, um, he would go out to Shabbos and get from Shabbos what really needs to mm -hmm. be done. Mm -hmm. And Esau, hearing it, he goes out and brings mm -hmm. back a dead deer. Mm -hmm. So, both, yeah, mm -hmm. so maybe that's the connection to Sada and Sada. Very good. Okay, Asher Koach, gentlemen. Very nice. Thank you very, very much. We're one short. Sada is. Plantable, but it's not planted necessarily. I mean, it could, I it, right, it's, it has a potential. Yeah. Right. Asaph, you know, says his head was uh, of a such a level to end up in Marasama Taylor. Yes. So that, that the fact that he was in each sada was like there was a possibility there, but he didn't fulfill it. didn't take that. Very good. I should also have thought of